Hold up, let's get real. Welcome to Real Talk with Ronnie. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast and follow me on social media at Ronnie Calra. Today we have Lindsay Metzelar, founder of the podcast and the social media account We Met at Acme. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi, thanks for having me. No I'm, problem. I'm like so used to doing podcasts in a place where no one can see me, so I'm like, I'm <laughs> no, but nervous. I follow you on Instagram, and yeah. you're sitting on that couch with your cute little socks yeah. on, and people can see you interviewing people. Every now and then, I'll do like a two-minute clip. Really? Yeah. It's just like a teaser? Yeah, pretty much. I decided to do YouTube because I was on TV once, so I feel like nobody cares unless they see my face. I know what you mean. I don't know why that makes any sense, but it's really... Can we talk about your TV stuff or... We can. I feel like this is going to be a dual interview Uh because you're so used to this. Um, So before we begin, I, if you follow, we met at Acme and you listen to her podcast, one of the things that she always asks as the first question is what Zodiac sign her guests are. It's true. And I want you to sort of tell me. You mean you want me to guess your sign or tell you about your sign? Can you guess? I can try if you tell me what the weather was like in New York when you were born. That is so interesting. (laughs) I have no idea, but I was born in Flushing, but I have no idea. You don't know if it was like cold? It was definitely cold. Okay. I just mean like, I don't know if it's snow. No, no, no. I don't know the exact Oh, it was cold. It was was winter. Okay. Hmm. (laughs) I'm, I'm getting like either... Capricorn or Sag vibes. I don't know why. Close. Mm-hmm. Close to Capricorn. I'm an Aquarius. Oh, okay. So interesting. Mm-hmm. I love Aquarius. Do you? Yeah. Why? Well, I'm a Libra and Aquarius is also an air sign. The three air signs are Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini. Okay. And we all just like, we talk a lot and like... We do talk a lot. We are like sponges for information and like... We're not like the most emotional, but it depends on the rest of your chart. Do you know what time you were born and like you're rising 11 p.m do you have one of those apps where you can find out the rest no but i will if you want me to i would take it out now but it's like it's a process but we need to know the rest of your chart okay yeah this is a follow-up interview then Mm -hmm. maybe i'll come on we met it after i think you should (laughs) except i don't i was telling you when you walked in yeah you're married i'm out of the dating game with A kid, you said? With a kid. So how did you meet this person? I was interning at Merrill Lynch when Mm -hmm. I was in college. I went to Rutgers in New Jersey, and I would commute to the city two times a week, and I was interning um, at the firm, and he works there, and he still works there. Mm -hmm. And how did you transition from being coworkers to more? Because people are always asking me that personally. Like, how can I... Okay, so I'm going to be real, because this is Real Talk with Ronnie. My internship was unpaid. I was in college. I was single. And so I used my time in the city as a time to find guys and go on dates. And, you know, it was very much this, oh, after work, everyone's going to happy hour type of environment. So I just like was being a yes girl and I was just saying yes to every opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's literally how it happened because... We would go out or somebody would say, hey, we're going downstairs to grab a beer. Do you want to go? And I just wouldn't say no. Right. And so we ran into each other a few times in the hallway and he asked me if I was new at the firm. Um, And then, you know, I asked him, bold, aggressive, I asked him if he was going to have drinks because there was always like this same crew of people that would go get drinks after work. Right. 
and he was never there. And I thought, like, maybe he's not part of that crew, except everybody else I was talking to was like, oh, yeah, he's one of our friends. And I was like, how come you're never there? And he's like, oh, I play a lot of softball. And then in my head, I was like, all right, an athlete, check, like it. But, like, how much softball could you play? Right. You never get a drink. Turns out he played on four leagues. Oh, wow. And this was, like, his life at the moment. Oh, my God. Um, So then I was like, all right, this is a little crazy. But eventually they won the championship, so the season was over. And he came That's out, amazing. He though, came out he for was, a drink. Yeah. So he was, what, like, 23, 24? 27, and okay. I was 21. Oh, so you have a bit of an age difference. Yes. I like have it. a bit of an I age like difference. It. So you started dating at the internship, but you were still in college. So That's how did right. you do that? Um, I like didn't know what was going to happen or how serious it was going to get, but I knew that I was interviewing at only jobs in the city. So I figured he works in the city. I would end up work, be like working in the city so we could continue whatever we had going on. Um, I actually went on spring break senior year of college and he went on spring break with 10 of his friends. We all went to Cancun. So my last day was his first day. And so we like went on vacation together, which is always like a big thing to do in like a relationship. And then we just continued and he ended up meeting my entire family because I invited him to my graduation party. Cause at that point we were still seeing mm. each other. Um, and then I moved directly to the city as soon as I graduated. Like, I didn't go home after college, not for one day. I moved directly from my apartment to an apartment in the city. And so that definitely helped. Um, yeah. Because being in New York was convenient for everyone. Right. When is his birthday? September 3rd. Oh, he's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Most people would say that we're not necessarily very compatible yeah but i don't believe in the compatibility as much I as agree. i believe in like the personality traits you know I i've actually agree. seen a lot of virgo aquarius couples we're very different people but mm-hmm. i feel like that's what makes us like so great right he needs someone to like take him out of his shell oh yeah it seems like he's a homebody i'm a yeah. social butterfly mm-hmm. he always tells me like stop making new friends yeah are you single uh Yes. Um, that was a pause of a yes. <laughs> I'm single. I actually was in a two-year relationship that we just broke up in January. Um, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, but I'm seeing someone new. But it's Great. so new that, like, nothing is established. Right. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's where I'm Do you at. talk about your relationship on your podcast? I did, but... Like, right now, I'm being very protective of this new person I'm seeing because I just, like... Yeah, it's, it's too new. It's too new. And also, I don't know. I just... I feel like there's, like, a level of respect you have to have for someone. And, like... Sure. I think the, this person is a very private person. My ex was a very private person, too, but it was, like, too bad we've been dating for two years. You right. Know? That's kind of like my husband. He's very mm-hmm. private. He's not the biggest fan of social media. He prefers to keep things private. Right. But he's married to me. Right. So it's so. <laughs> like you chose this life. Yep, exactly. Like you knew exactly what you were getting into. I mean, I think the the nice thing is he understands that it's a big part of my branding and my business mm-hmm. and he's very respectful of that as long right. as I'm very respectful of like I have to ask him if I can post a picture and totally. he, you know, like it's, and I I feel like that's okay. Wait, you have to ask him if you you can post a picture. Yeah, he like needs what? to he needs to approve it. No, of him. Oh, of him. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought of, of yourself. I'm no, like, no, no, that no. is like 1920s. No, we would have to have an intervention if that yeah. was the Wait, case. Wait, can I curse on this podcast? Just Absolutely. Okay, I was going to say that's like 
that's like backward shit. No, it's but totally But I actually, I saw this meme recently that killed me. It was like, um, it was like, if, if like he's going to get mad that like I posted this like picture, then like he's going to get blocked or something. It was, it was way funnier than that, <laughs> but it was like, it killed me. I was like, that's so Oh smart. no, he doesn't care what I post. It's just mm-hmm. like, if he's in the photo. Right. You know, he's like. That's fair. Yeah. That's and he's also like, you know, fair. not too much, mm-hmm. not too much this, not too much that. Um, but the flip side of that is because I was on television and I worked with a man that was single and my age, right. there was rumors that I was sleeping with him. Right. And I was like, actually have a serious boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Not true. And then people were like, well, we never see him on your social media. And I'm like, so that automatically equals me sleeping with right. what? Meanwhile, like people who are posting their boyfriend all the time or husband all the time on their social media are probably not, not in a good happy. relationship. So that's what yeah. my husband says. Mm-hmm. It's and true. And a lot of it, yeah, I, I, like I feel bad, but he's right. I read recently the longer the anniversary caption, the worse <laughs> it is. So that is one of the things that he always says. He was like, if you're going to write paragraphs and paragraphs yeah. for people to read, why are you trying to convince them right, like, that you are in love? If you are in love, mm-hmm. there's no convincing me. There's no convincing. People just know. Exactly. Or your significant other knows. And he's like, I find it so strange. Like, uh-huh. I don't need a dedication when you're standing right next to me. Like, tell me. Right. It makes you know? no sense. We're big on cards. So like That's nice. even on um, holidays or, or events that we don't exchange gifts, like we will always exchange cards mm-hmm. because I'm like, put it down on paper. Right. Because sometimes you will write things that you can't say out loud or you don't say out loud. Yeah, or it's, it's just cute. like, you don't have time to say out loud, whatever it is. Right. It's cute. And it's like little words of affirmation that you get to read. Yeah. Over and I have like my Benny box. You right. know, after we got married, I threw out all my ex-boyfriend boxes. And oh, you did. I did. I still have... Like shadily, um, a drawer of like all the things. I and think, I'm like, I think that's totally fine. Uh-huh. I think it's healthy. And then one day you just like, you're not gonna wanna look at it anymore. You right. might get rid of it, you might not. I don't like look at it. Yeah. It's just there because I'm like, all a these collection. guys like wrote me like so many things that like I just feel. I don't know. I'm just like, it's nice to have those. There's definitely like a few things from older relationships that I have. And Mm -hmm. like, like you said, like, I don't look at them, Mm -hmm. but I have them. Like maybe because it was like a birthday present or something or a card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fine. I think. So this topic that someone wanted me to discuss recently, which I'm happy to discuss with you and want your opinion on is, um, if, like how you know or knew that this person was the one for you. Like you were so young, mm-hmm. you know, like how do you not have doubts and like, is it normal to have doubts? Totally normal to have doubts. I didn't know right away. To be fair, we dated seven years before we got engaged. Mm-hmm. We lived together. We actually broke up for a year. We got back together. So I think. Why'd you break up for a year? He was not willing to commit. And I wanted to know that our future involved some sort of commitment. And he was like, I can't promise you that. And I said, then what are we doing? And it was sad because there nothing actually happened for us to break up. We just kind of realized that we weren't on the same page. How old was he at that point? 20, let's see, 20, I was 26, 32. Oh, wow. Yeah, 31. Um, and so I was like, you know, you, you're taking my best years. And if this isn't going to result in marriage, we need to break up. And like, I can't just take that risk and like hope one day you wake up and want to get married. Like, it's a big mm-hmm. thing. Um, I think a lot of it had to do like he lost a parent. He lost his mom when he was really young. So 
I think, you know, the fear, I'm not a therapist, but from my take on it, I think the fear of like losing an important woman in his life, like played a major role in his ability to commit. Right. And so I put on my big girl pants and I moved out and I was like, this isn't going to work for me. And like I said, it was super sad because we didn't have any fights. Like we didn't, nothing happened. Nobody cheated. We just kind of realized that like I wanted commitment and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came back to me. <laughs> and how did that go? I mean, we took time off and we, when we got back together, we decided to never discuss what happened during our time off. No, no, of course. But like, how did he come back to you? Like, did he text you? Oh, yeah. So there was always communication. You know, there would be times where we would want to see each other, but and we would, but I would say like, we, you know, in order for us to really move on, like we need time and space. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he would text me every now and again and I would always answer. I tried not to text him. Yeah. Because I felt like, you know, I never fell out of love. Neither did he, but like I really needed to do some sort of separate thing in order for myself to move on. Otherwise, I would have just been hung up on him for so long. So I was like, you need to give me space. Like, you need to let me heal. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did. But of course, like every now and then he would text me. And it was right around his birthday. And he was like, I really want to see you. I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. He's like, I really, I just need to talk to you about a few things. And so he sat me down for dinner and he was like, I've been thinking about it. I'm about to be, I forget how old he was turning. 32 or 33, and I realized, like, I just want to be with you the rest of my life, and if that means getting married, then let's do it. And I was like, what? So cute. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. And he was like, I, you know, because we talked about children, he's like, I want to have kids. And I was like, so you just want to have kids with some random people? Like, I don't understand how that works. Like, you never really thought this through in your head. The other thing is we live together. And so as a woman, I thought – we're moving in that progression because you date somebody, you move in together, you get engaged, you get married, you have a baby. There's an order to things if that's what you want. Right. Um, And that's what I wanted. And when I remember so clearly, just like, it was like an aha moment when I said, why did you ask me to live with you if you never wanted to get married? And he's like, what does one thing have to do with the other? And I was like, what? That doesn't like, to you, it's not the next step. That's and he was so like, no, why would we pay two rents in New York City if we're always together? And I was like, why would we always be together if we're not always going to be together? But right. they, and I had to go to therapy after this happened and it was like the best thing I did. And my therapist was like, why do you expect him to think how you think? He's not you. He's not a female. Well, not only, I mean, he's not a female, but, but I think the point of like, you can't expect anyone to think the way that you think. Right. But even more importantly, what I just took out of what you said is like, I think that's a thing where guys actually don't think they don't necessarily because we're moving in together. We are going to get married. Right. Whereas women, I think do think that it's a huge assumption. Like we need to do a poll question about it after this. I think that's great. Because I really think that it's, like a confusing thing or it's like the opposite where guys like really do so they like delay 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 the move in Mm -hmm. and then like guys also sometimes think like once you get married you're gonna have kids right away so they delay 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 that Mm -hmm. you know and it's Mm -hmm. like they either are acutely aware of it or they have no idea that like it's i think that's fair to say because he had no idea that mm-hmm. that's what I assumed was going to happen next because right. we moved in together. Right. And 
I was just like blown away. How could you not think that way? But right. he did. He, he didn't think that way. And it's not fair for him to, and so for me you, to expect that. So you had to move out, like get your own place. And then like what? You moved back in? Yeah. So I moved out. I lived with a friend for two years. And then he wanted me to move back in. And I said, I'm not willing to move back in unless we get engaged because now you've told me you're willing to get married. So let's take this slow. Like, let's just not like all of a sudden, you know, like we need to start dating each other again and like really just kind of do it over. Mm -hmm. Obviously we fell back, you know, right into where we were easily, but I did say like at this point, there's no point in me moving back in until that happens. And if we know it's going to happen, we might as well wait. Right. Because the move out was like so traumatic to me. Mm. And I'm Indian and my family's a little old school. And I was like, you know, you got to talk to my parents. And, you know, because they were the ones who moved me out and consoled me when I was devastated. So I was like, you got to tell my parents that these are your intentions and ask them if I could move back in and see what they say. Is he... he What is his, like, background? He's American Jewish. Mm -hmm. So he asked my parents and they both had very different reactions. My dad was like, Oh yeah, you should financially. You should not be paying two rents. You guys should be saving for a house if you're going to get married. Wait, he asked your parents what? He said, "I would like to propose to your daughter. I need a little bit more time to save for the ring that I think she deserves. Um, it's going to happen this year, but her lease is up next month. Like, I think we should. She should move back in. And with you? Oh, sorry, with him? Yeah. Or move so home? we had okay. we had gotten a place together, and then when we broke up, I moved out. Got it. And he stayed. Um, and so my dad, I had told my parents like why he was coming over and, you know, they knew obviously everything, but I didn't tell them that our plan was to move back in together. Um, even though in my head, like I was like, let's see what my parents say. And like, Mm -hmm. I'll make my decision based on what they say. Um, and so my dad was like, well, financially you guys should be saving if you are going to get married. And my mom was like, well, what's the rush? She was like, propose first. Mm hmm. Show us the ring and yeah. then you can move in. And he's like, well, I need a little bit more time. She's like, take all the time you want. Right. We don't need to live together. So where did your mom expect you to live? With, I was staying with a friend. I, right. I had found a new apartment right. with a friend. I but your roommate. lease was up in that month. Yeah. She was like, find another roommate. Right. Or, you know, do what you need to do. Right. Renew, resign, whatever it is. Um, eventually, we convinced them that it was a good idea to move back in. For me, it was like all about the energy of that apartment. Like I needed to change it. Mm-hmm. So I said, if I'm going to move back in, we are going to get brand new everything. Like, but the same space, just brand new everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was my deal. And we did. I threw everything out that we had that we originally shared. And we got brand new furniture. I painted the walls. We changed the direction of the living room. I said, it needs to feel like a new apartment for me. I love that. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And you mentioned he was Jewish, just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Did that, was that an issue for his parents that you weren't? For his parents, so his mother passed away when he right, was younger. Right, right. She was Jewish. And his father remarried a Native American Puerto Rican woman. So he was not against him marrying outside of the race. Got it. Um, or the religion. My parents, however, are immigrants. And it took them a little bit longer to warm up to the fact of me marrying outside, it wasn't necessarily that they were against it. They just kind of said to me, it's your life. You know, we're not going to be here forever. You have to deal with his family. Right. You're going to have kids. You have to raise them both ways. You know, if you marry within your culture, your life may be a little easier. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, do I look like the person who's looking well, for an easy, easy life? life. <laughs> but also you said you were Indian, but you didn't say what your like religion. I'm Hindu. Hindu, okay. So luckily for us, Hinduism is a way of life. Yeah, of course. And there's no necessarily, like if you wanted to be Hindu, there's no like yeah. conversion yeah, no, process. I, I love Hindu. I mean, I love all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there's no like conversion process Mm -hmm. and a lot of people ask me oh your husband's jewish did he ask you to convert and he he never asked me to convert i mean obviously we talked about um when we were dating we talked about like expectations and he was like i would never ask somebody to do that you believe Mm -hmm. what you believe as long as we share the same values right i was like perfect because that's exactly how i feel Mm -hmm. um and so we had two weddings a jewish ceremony and a hindu ceremony that's so nice yeah and we have our first daughter, and we call her a Hindu. We're going to teach her both. (laughs) And hopefully she turns out to be a a good person. Mm -hmm. That's the goal, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. Definitely. How about you? Um, With religion, religion. race. Um, I'm Jewish, but I can marry any race or religion. Um, Your parents? My parents. My parents would say they wouldn't care. They would care. They would prefer. They would prefer. Um, same with the Indian parents. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, we like. I feel like we both have parents who love us, so they mm-hmm. want what's best for us. Right. They have their preference, but they're not going to stop us. Yeah, exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, sometimes there are very strict Indian parents who have had arranged marriages right. who, like, forbid certain weddings. Mm-hmm. My parents aren't like that. They, yeah. they weren't arranged. Right. Do you have any friends? I'm assuming you have friends that are married. Mm-hmm. Do you have any friends that, like, went through something about being unsure, um, just like going back to the original topic of yeah. like being unsure. Yeah, we went off a little tangent. Definitely. Um, I do have friends that questioned it. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you kind of have to go with your gut. Right. I mean, as silly as that sounds, um, there's no guarantees that right. any anything works out mm-hmm. with anybody's relationship. Um, I'm a little bit more of a planner and I have friends that follow their heart a little bit more so like it was important to me that the person had like drive and motivation to want to do well in life and make Mm -hmm. money and be able to support himself and his family um I would say some of my friends just followed their heart and like it wasn't very important if their husbands had that drive or motivation or were settled as my mom likes to say do you think there needs to be like a mix of the head and the heart when you're choosing. Definitely. Or more of the head. I think there needs to be both. You have to, your heart has to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the way that I function. I need, I need like the security part yeah. of it. And it's not that I need, like my husband is not super rich or has a trust fund. I, I always joke he's the one Jewish man in finance in New York City that doesn't come from a trust fund. <laughs> I found him. Um, and he does, his family doesn't come from money. And so, but I, I know him and I know that, you know, he's motivated and right. he has the drive and he would love to live a certain way and provide a certain lifestyle for his, you know, offspring. Right. So, um, you know, whereas my parents, if it was a perfect world, you know, in India, the first question they ask is, does he come from a good family? Like they don't really care so much about the the boy or the man himself like the first question is tell me about his family and to me it's like it's important um however you're not 
marrying the family. I mean, you are in right. a sense, but it's not your day to day. It's not who you mm-hmm. wake up to and go to sleep with. But it does have a lot to do with the person. And totally. like I, in my last relationship, I felt like that like came to light um, a lot. Like mm-hmm. your partner or you will either, like I've heard, um, like, you usually become one parent mm-hmm. or like you get a lot of qualities like from one of your parents. Mm-hmm. I've actually heard you become one parent and you marry the other one. Um, Interesting. But regardless, I think that if there are qualities you don't like in your partner's parents, like you better strap in because your partner will probably have those qualities. I would say yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's, somewhat accurate however like my partner is very aware of the qualities in his father for example that he does not want to duplicate and he makes a conscious effort yeah to do that and Mm -hmm. like I'm the same way um I'm very much my mother but I'm you know I I want to do things she was very young when she got married and had her first kid she was 24 I was 31 so she even says, like, I didn't know what to do. You have more life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it depends on the person. Um, you know, they say for a guy, the way you treat your mother is the way you treat your wife. I think that's true. Yeah, I agree with that one. So, like, observing that relationship mm-hmm. is, like, very important. Do you think the way you treat your dad as a woman is how you treat your husband? Yeah, but I also feel that with girls they always take care of their parents Mm -hmm. that's what they say more so than guys do um I'm very close with my dad so it would be accurate for me right (laughs) but yeah I I think I think it's accurate it's so easy to make excuses for the guy who doesn't treat his mom well why do we do that not like not treat his mom well but like I've been with people who are just, like, annoyed with their mom yeah. often. You yeah. know, like, oh, mom, like, mom. Yeah. Whereas the people... And, like, I guess that is normal. Sure. You know, but it's like, yeah, then he's going to be annoyed with you, too. You know? Yeah, I think, you know, it's also a different relationship. It's more about, I think, the respect right. that you have for your mom. Like, mm-hmm. everyone annoys everyone. Right. It's, like, reality. My mom annoys me. I annoy her still mm-hmm. to this day. But it's just how you treat each other right. at the end of the day. So can you tell me how you got started with the podcast? Yeah. So I, it was like almost three years ago now, I found myself single and I was really confused about the whole thing. It was like a sudden breakup. Like I was broken up with out of nowhere. And I was the one out of my girlfriends that like everyone went to for advice. So I was like, how did this happen? Idiot. Whoever you are. Yeah. He's a moron. (laughs) Um, And so I needed to figure it out and there were no dating podcasts out there at the time. And I was always talking to my friends about dating. And I always felt like that was our, that was our most interesting conversations, you know, like with my guy friends, with my girlfriends, like whenever we talked about dating, I was so intrigued, like Mm -hmm. as opposed to like talking about other people, talking shit, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so I invited one of my guy friends over to talk about like what had happened with my situation and with the situation he was going through. And I was like, let's record it as a podcast. And I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't think that mm-hmm. anyone would listen. I was like, it just like would be cool to record it. And then I 
released it and people actually listened to it. And I was like, so shocked. So shocked to the point where like I had named names of people that oh, I God, know yeah. because I was like, no one listens yeah. to this stuff. Um, and I got in a lot of trouble, but then <laughs> since then it's just grown into like me talking to more and more people about their dating experiences and just like the trials and tribulations of dating in Manhattan and just in general everywhere now. So did the name really come from you meeting a boyfriend at Acme? No. Oh my God. Not at all. But it's funny. There's this guy who's like a friend of mine now, but I did meet him at Acme after I made the podcast, but it didn't come out for like a, a week. Mm -hmm. So he thinks and is convinced to this day and tells girls and it's like part of his like pickup line. Pick line. Like, <laughs> you know, we met at Acme. He's like, that's because of me. Oh my like, God. She met me at Acme. Um, I didn't meet anyone at Acme when I came up with the name. I just thought that it was, it sounded cool. Like it came, it just was easy to say. Yeah. And there was a couple that I stalked on Instagram that got married that had met at Acme. Oh, so people do meet at Acme. I guess so. And fall, I mean, I know people meet, but, yeah. you know, they end up together. Um, who would you say thus far has provided you with, I would, I don't know, the most insight or who's been like your most interesting guest and mm -hmm. why? I think everyone's interesting in their own way, sure. obviously. Um, it's usually the guests that I disagree with the most that are very interesting to me. Um... Or guests that challenge me to like think a different way. There yeah. was a guest, I think it was episode 23, this guy, Jared Matthew Weiss. Mm -hmm. And we talked really about like the what are we conversation. And every everyone always asks me like, how do I ask him what we are? Like, how do I get this to be defined? Mm -hmm. um, and I think like when I was younger, I had the same question. And then I spoke to Jared and he basically told me that like you – and I already knew this, but like that you don't ask that at all and that there's a totally different way to like phrase that. Hmm. And instead of like, what are we? Like, I'm so confused. Mm -hmm. It's more like, like, what do you need from me? And like, here's what or what can I expect from you? Mm -hmm. And like, here's what I need from you. Something like that. Mm -hmm. um, where it's just like redefining like those conversations and like making them not as difficult to have and mm -hmm. making them more like real, genuine, open, honest, vulnerable conversations because I personally would hate it if someone asks, what are we to me? Um, and I know many, many guys that would as well. So I think just like changing the narrative around that conversation was so interesting to me. Like, I think there's so much pressure around that question because a lot of times people get anxiety about it because they don't know. Like they don't have the answer. Right. And they're like, why can't we just figure it out? Right. I've heard that before when I've asked, what are we? It's this gray area that's so uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just the fact that like, if I tell you like, Ronnie, I'm dating this guy for like two and a half months, let's say. Right. And you're like, oh, look, like, what, what are you guys? Like, are you, is, is he your boyfriend? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, and then I internalize it, you know, whereas yeah. like if I didn't share that with someone and they didn't ask, yeah. would it really affect me that much if I were happy, you know? Right. And I think like the best situations just eventually like that does happen or like it comes up in a natural, like cute way or like you're like at some event and you're like, what should I introduce you as? Right. And they're like, I understand. oh, like I'm your boyfriend. And you're like, oh, you are? Like, yeah. or they ask you, you know, which is the best situation. Yeah. Which I feel like guys don't really do anymore. 
They don't. And it's so weird because they always assume that like we just want that. Yeah. So they don't have to ask and it's rude. Yeah. And ask that's, us. We want it. Yeah. We like it. And I know you didn't watch The Bachelor, but last night there was this really, really good thing that happened where um, this guy, Peter, who's The Bachelor, his crazy mom was like, you know, saying all this stuff about the person that he chose. And then the girl that he chose said something like, wait a second, like, it's not just Peter choosing me. It's also me choosing Peter. Right. And I really like that because I feel like it gets so easily forgotten of like, what's going on here? Like, it's, it's not just the street. guy choosing. Yeah, you know? it's totally a two-way street. Mm-hmm. That's very insightful. I love that. Um, tell me about how We Met at Acme is now your business. Is it your business? Yes. Um, I still do some social media management for brands on the side, but cool. We Met at Acme is definitely becoming like my main thing. Which what is, is the future of We Met at Acme? I don't know. I think I'm going to do more like coaching when it comes to working with people because I'm already giving advice like on DM. Um, but like you can only give so much free advice and like yeah. I only have so much time to do that. So maybe turning it into some kind of like coaching thing um, and then also just figuring out more and more ways that I can reach more people um, and help them feel comfortable talking about dating. Yeah, that's amazing. And hopefully one day you get married, if that's what you want. Um, is We Met at Acme going to evolve with the way that your life evolves? Because that's what I imagine would happen. But Yeah, that's a great question. I think I hope it does because... Okay. <laughs> I think, you know, as We Met at Acme grows, our audience and listeners grow as right. well, and they're going to get married and they're going to do things. Um, and I think, like, it's only normal if I start to open up about, like, the process, let's say, of being engaged right. or, like, of being married or right. of keeping a marriage alive and things like that, yeah. um, while still featuring guests who might be in different stages. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I think that's natural. I feel like an organic growth of a business and somebody's life is the best way to keep your following going because totally. it's real. Yeah. You have to be real. You can't like pretend it's so funny. My sister is a blogger and she had this like, um, food, uh, sorry. She had this like healthy food, like workout blog for so long. Uh-huh. And then she had a baby and now it's just like a mommy blog and just her happens, life. yeah know? yeah it's literally her life that's kind of what happened with me yeah and my instagram went from like real estate and vacations to my daughter yeah <laughs> but it's just what my life consists of mm-hmm. these days um so one question i ask all my guests is if you weren't doing what you're doing now what would you be doing so if you weren't podcasting and talking about dating life every day what Great would you be question. doing? Um, I think I would either want to be a therapist or a lawyer. Ooh. Yeah. Two very different things. Very different. Would you be like a marriage counselor? Uh, yeah, something like that. And a divorce attorney? <laughs> no, but that's a good one. I love like crimes. Just like criminal shit. SVU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've gotten that one before. Yeah. It's been somebody that I really like also. That's funny. But it's Something hard. I mean, it's your... so much more complicated than like, I love crime. Like, I love SBO. Yeah. I want to be a lawyer. Like, it's yes. like you also will have to re- represent people who aren't so great. Yes. So um, I'm happy where I'm at now. Amazing. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on Real Talk with Ronnie. Don't so forget fun. to subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. Follow me on social media at Ronnie Calra. And follow Lindsay at We Met at Acme. Thank you.